This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by FreemasonryArt.com. In Freemasonry, the Lodge is supported by three pillars, wisdom, strength, and beauty. Today, we discuss the pillar of beauty, art in Freemasonry. You're listening to The Winding Stairs, episode 28. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, and I thank you for joining me again as we continue our journey up The Winding Stairs. Today, we have a special episode where we discuss the pillar of beauty. As an artist, this is a topic that is very close to my heart. And I have the fortune of presenting to you an interview that I had with Brother Ryan J. Flynn. Brother Ryan is a celebrated artist who is very talented and has dedicated the last few years to Masonic art. And he has come out with some very, very inspirational works of art, particularly in the medium of painting. This was a live interview that we broadcast to our brothers and friends through a live Google Hangout. This is half of that conversation. It was too long for me to put into one episode, so I split it into two episodes. On this episode, you will hear us talking about our journey as artists into creating Masonic art, the importance of art within lodges, how other lodges have done or presented Masonic art in the past, and what you can do to give the pillar of beauty more prominence within your lodge. If you missed our live broadcast of this video presentation, I invite you to go to The Winding Stairs on YouTube. Just simply go to youtube.com forward slash The Winding Stairs and you can gain access to this interview on its entirety as well as other interviews and clips of Masonic education that you will find interesting. So make sure you go there today. Now, without further ado, here is Brother Ryan J. Flynn on The Winding Stairs. Uh, I have liked your work from the very moment that I saw it, and I found it inspiring, and I identified with it, which is the reason why I wanted to bring you on, on The Winding Stairs, and to share your work and some of your knowledge with the brothers that listen and watch The Winding Stairs. Yeah, uh, same thing with you. I uh, I love your work, and um, I've been pretty excited since you asked me to do this because uh, it's a rarity when you get a couple artists together to talk. And uh, as as we both know, this is our passion in life, so I'm I'm expecting good things. <laughs> Most definitely. And to the brothers that are watching live, you have an option to add your questions. We have a question and answer session that is going on live. If you're watching this through YouTube or through Google Plus, you can ask questions, and at the end of the of our conversation, we're going to try to squeeze some time in to answer some of your questions. We've already received many questions through Facebook and through the Google Plus page, so that's another way in which you can ask questions because our conversation will continue beyond tonight's broadcast. First, I want to to give you an opportunity to let us know a little bit more about your your history as an artist. Uh, what is your background as an artist? Um, I was always the art geek in uh, school. Um, 
pretty much shared the office with my art teacher back in high school. Oddly enough, I took a year off from that in college and realized that uh, I, I had made a bad choice and went back in as a fine arts and graphic design major um, at UMass uh, Lowell. In 2006, I, uh, I studied abroad in Florence and, and learned about art history and painting over there. Yeah, it, I, I had actually slowed down in my pr uh, producing art. I, I part painted past, in my pastime, not really producing a lot. When masonry came around, you know, it's just this endless supply of motivation to, to start creating again. So I started really stepping it up, kind of seeing what was out there, what used to be out there, and what needs to be out there. And here I am. Going, going back to the point of uh, studying in, in Italy, you said in 2006 you went to... Yep, I, uh, I had an apartment for the summer um, right in the heart of Florence. Um, nice. Went to as many art museums as possible, painted on the uh, banks of the Arno, and really, really incorporated myself with this whole lifestyle of, of being an artist and having a studio. It really taught me a lot because, you know, those of, those of you listening who have traveled to Italy in particular, in Europe, and I guess you could say, um, Art is appreciated a lot more over there. It's it's part of the history. Uh, the locals uh, are just as proud of their art history as they are their national history. So it, it's just this refresher. I call I call Florence my muse because if I go back there and the couple times I've gone back, it's just it just you know reverberates this creative passion in me, and I, I come back and get the easel out. That's that's excellent. I love. I absolutely love Italy, in particular Florence. I think it's it's so rich with so much inspiration. You can see when when I was there, I could think these are the same streets that some of the artists that I admire walked. Yeah. You can see their houses. You can see the places where they actually did business, and and it's certainly very inspiring to see other, almost like the behind the scenes yeah. of 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 the artists. I, I one point that really re I remember vividly was um, my my teacher Peter uh, brought us into uh, a museum that was being uh, rebuilt and uh, brought us into a room into it and he took us over here and he says this is the original floor yeah yeah that's that's great it's an old floor he goes this is the room that Michelangelo carved David in wow. and I was just okay I need to take a moment now <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, you know, I'm standing on the same floor that Michelangelo did, and he, he also told me to touch a Michelangelo, which that, that's when I started thinking he was a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he had to well, say, you don't understand a sculpture until you touch it, and I said, I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to touch it. Yeah. I don't want to break it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm curious to know, you know, a few years after coming back from, from Florence, you then joined Masonry. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you began to see the art that was available uh, for masonry. Uh, what in particular got you the most excited about Masonic art? I kind of fell into Masonic art a little, a little weird. I, I got thrown a project right away, and um, I didn't really do a lot of res research before... I did that. Uh, there was there was these fake, um, excuse me. There were these windows that were in my lodge that were all boarded up, and and one of the people who run our Masonic building was going to put these fake Masonic, uh, fake window, stained glass windows up. There was no symbolism to them. There, it was a very boring design, and um, 
my name got thrown out in front of them, and I said, listen, I need to do this, and you need to stop. <laughs> so they they trusted me. I hadn't shown them any work, gave myself a week to do it, and I started researching all this Masonic art while I was doing this, and I, I realized, like, how deep some of this stuff goes. Um, you know, the layman looks at a tracing board from the 1700s and goes, that's a pretty picture, but there's just so much in these things. So that really got me going, and um, I did those windows right when I was starting to go through the chairs, um, and I, I actually had to skip a couple. It really started hitting me when I was senior senior deacon and learning the middle chamber lecture because <laughs> I, I started learning it, then I said, all right, I have to draw this, and then I stopped learning it, <laughs> and uh, you know, a few months later, I finally learned the thing, but um, I produced my first series, and... Um, then I just started researching it. I love looking at it. There's a couple of fa fantastic books out there that, that are just Masonic art books, and I recommend uh, people looking at them. I'll put them in the, uh, the notes on the page when we're done and have some Perfect. links for you guys. Yeah, that, that, works, that works perfectly fine. We, I, I like it when we come across resources that other brothers have, have read, and they can recommend because clearly there's a lot of things out there that are not great when it comes to masonry. But if we can find those good books that really give us some good knowledge, that's that's fantastic. Mm. The other thing I wanted to ask you was that this research that you began doing, familiarizing yourself more with the history of the of the arts in masonry, led to one more step in what you in what you do. You actually mm -hmm. travel through different lodges and give presentations regarding art in masonry, right? Yeah, um, my big uh project in my life right now is trying to get the arts back into masonry. Um, as you and I were discussing before uh, we got on this, um, one of the great things about being an artist as opposed to different uh, professions, there's not a lot of competition. If you love art, you love all forms of art, and you want art to succeed. So um, one of the presentations I do um, pretty much does an overview of how there used to be a lot of artists in masonry. And they produced phenomenal things. You, you Mount Rushmore, you, you know, Statue of Liberty. Those are the, you know, the showcase ones. But uh, in every town in America, you always had some sort of monument or, you know, celebration over some building that involved the Masons. They were involved in funding public art and a lot of it. Um, I'm currently working on a research paper that will link when a lodge did promote. You, for example, a statue in town. What their membership ha What happened to their membership right after it? Did they get more people to come in because of that? Because it's a fantastic. I know people will shudder at the word advertisement for masonry. You know, having having a a, a group that outwardly supports projects like that is will do so much more good for the craft than a billboard. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, yeah, visibility. I think it's it's. It's it's another word that would describe it better. Mm -hmm. It's not just the the promotion of Freemasonry. It's not that we're saying, oh, join Freemasonry, but we're allowing the people that are predisposed to to be interested to see it. You know, mm -hmm. it's 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 before them. So it's not like putting a billboard, like you said, or or doing a commercial. Yeah, and the the other thing I like to talk about is you know the the beginning of that is just talking about art and lodge. Right now, and I'm sure you, you you probably agree with me. The only way we're getting artists into craft into the craft right now is by happenstance. 
you've got a guy who joins a lodge and, uh, oh, yeah, I'm an artist. I, I might try something like that. But if, if your lodge were to outwardly visit art museums, have lectures, talk about the arts, you're going to attract these people that used to be in the, in the lodge all the time. And um, bringing that back in really enhances the experience for all the other Masons that are in your lodge. And um, I've found that out firsthand. I'm sure you have, too. And it's, uh, it's a very powerful thing. And it, as, a, as a Masonic artist, uh, I, I find that both of us and all the other Masonic artists out there are really charged to do that. It's part of our obligation. Use the talents that God has given you to better the craft. So it's a struggle at some times, uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a great, great journey. I've, I've talked about this before. If, if you have a particular talent that you can put to the service of, of the craft and helping your brothers learn the lessons even better, even if you're, if you're a musician, if you're a poet. We, we're very fortunate that we live in the era that we live where we, we can share the things that we do so easily. Mm-hmm. And we can reach really far and wide with when, you, when we create something. So we're fortunate to, to be able to see that and, and get inspired. Hopefully some of the, the viewers and listeners of this program can derive some inspiration from what we're discussing. You have a talent. If you can figure out how to motivate other brothers or further your own pursuit of perfection, then by all means, you know, go, go full, full throttle on it. The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by freemasonryart.com. I recently published a new collection of art related to the liberal arts and sciences. As you know, Freemasonry expresses its teachings through allegorical means. These represented by symbols. Those symbols are powerful. Go to freemasonryart.com and you can see how I utilize these symbols to create a work of art that can remind you of the lessons contained within the different degrees in masonry. Go to freemasonryart.com. Now we we're running short on time. I mean, we could be talking about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Entering we day to... seventeen. <laughs> uh, we we wanted to to talk about some of the questions that we have received through the brothers that are watching. Uh, one of the the questions that that we received was, how would you respond to someone who thinks that utilizing art to teach uh, Masonic lessons is an, a violation of your obligation. Clearly, we're not going to go into the details of, of, the, of, of the obligation, but are we revealing secrets by creating art? And by that, are we violating our commitment to, to keep some things discreet? That, that's a great question, and it was something that I brought up right when I kind of started thinking I was going to do this. The short answer is, what are secrets? Um, I know I've heard this discussion in, uh, on your podcast before. There are certain things that we are not allowed to say or do or show, and we don't have to get into that. We all know what that is. In speaking with past masters, past grandmasters, sitting grandmasters when I was doing this, I, I asked them, I said, you know, what is the square encompass a, a secret? Well, it's on our door, so it's probably not too bad. Uh, <laughs> um, it's in you know it's everybody knows it. Um, the emblems are not secrets. 
they're everywhere. You know, it, it, it's a fine line. Some some Grand Lodges obviously think a little differently than that, and you have to respect the Grand Lodge that you're in, of course. Um, but you know, there's just certain things you you don't do. In, in New Hampshire, almost you know, unfortunately, uh, almost all of our ritual, with the exception of the obligations, lessons, and you know, grips, words, and tokens, and all that stuff. Um, that's not written out anywhere, but everything else is. And it, it, I know there are other lodge, Grand Lodges that is not the case, and I completely respect that. That is the great responsibility of a Masonic artist. You have to know uh, what you can't do and what you, you should do, and you have to walk that fine line. You know, in, in the painting behind me, someone said, uh, someone asked me recently, well, why didn't you do a candidate, you know, going through it? Well, you know, that is walking that line. Yeah, I, that's not that's our business and not anybody else's. But it was a um, it was our grand uh, uh, chaplain at an installation. So okay, my wife was there, so I'm pretty sure <laughs> everybody <Yeah>. else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it's a great it's a great question, and it's something that a Masonic artist has to fight with. And it's it's. If you decide to call yourself a Masonic artist, you're doing a, you're doing your art for masonry, not just for yourself. So you need to take your obligation very, very seriously, and make it known that you're taking it very seriously too. Here's the way that I look at it, and it wasn't the case initially when I first joined masonry, and then I found out that there were certain things that I was committing to, and that I didn't want to divulge. I I thought, wait, well, maybe I can't do any drawings or any paintings, and I was very conflicted. As to you know, this is before asking clearly. Maybe oh, maybe I can't actually make a painting about this. So it took me a little bit of a time before I actually asked the right questions and reached the right people to understand what can I paint if anything, and what can I depict if anything. And and here's something that has helped me have a good, clear understanding of what I can and cannot do. The lessons in masonry. They are life-changing lessons. They are not exclusive to masonry. These are lessons that are they are part of old traditions, cultures, religions, uh, sciences, you name it. And so these are not secret. We put them together in a very peculiar uh, system of, of allegories. And this is an instrument in which we can deliver uh, a lesson that is complex, that is like I mentioned, life-changing, in a way that people are going to remember them. And then we take that big lesson and com compress it down to a symbol. That symbol alludes to that bigger, elaborate allegory, which alludes to that bigger truth. We're not revealing, if anybody has an issue with you know, teaching masonry, we're not doing that. We're showing a symbol that's intended to be that. It brings a recollection of what you learned. It, it's a reminder of that story. And whenever you're in a situation in which you might need to act according to that lesson, having access to that symbol is going to help you. And, and I'll give you an example. I'm sure you've driven behind a vehicle that has the little fish symbol, which we know represents uh, Christianity. Well, all you see is a little squiggly line that creates the outline of a fish. And you can spend an entire day talking about the symbolism and the lessons that are contained within that little fish. 
when you see them and you're getting angry at them because they're driving slow or they stepped on the brakes or they <laughs> check the brakes, perhaps that little symbol reminds you of your own uh, religious beliefs and maybe changes your mind from going into a, uh, a rage. Or perhaps you, you get to learn more about the person or about the situation just by looking at that little symbol. Mm -hmm. By the same token, whenever someone looks at a painting on a wall uh, and he's amazing and understands what the symbol means, or if they're wearing a jewel that has the square encompasses and they come into a difficult situation, they might be reminded that they need to circumscribe their passions. Mm -hmm. They might be reminded of those other lessons. So by depicting those symbols, all you're doing is you're aiding the members of the craft to remember those things that are important to them. Your secrets. Yeah, and and that I think that really comes down to um, the difference between a Masonic artist and someone who's ripping off the uh, the craft. And I know that was another question that was brought up. Well, and I think that would kind of tie in. Let's use that as a segue. That yeah. was another question that we that we receive is what uh what do you say to people that might think you're capitalizing on on masonry or you're using uh, masonry to gain something? Well, um, there's artists in every facet of life. Can you call Michelangelo, I'm not comparing myself to Michelangelo, but can you call Michelangelo a guy who, you know, used Jesus' death to, uh, you know, gain a couple of bucks? Um, the answer is there's a clear difference between a Masonic artist and someone who is trying to just make money with Square and Compass. My motto in life right now is because of, just because something has a square and compass on it doesn't make it Masonic. You can go online right now and find everything, uh, you know, from t-shirts to, uh, I saw a thong with it on yep, uh, once. Everything that can be printed has a square and compass on it. And use your judgment. You know, go to the, go look at these places and say, okay, does someone who put a square and compass on a thong respect the craft? Should I buy from that? A Masonic artist like myself, and definitely like Brother Juan here, um, we're doing it to honor the craft. And yeah, we do make some money off of the side of it. We and you know, it's one of those things that people have to understand. This is our talents, and this is what we've spent our life honing our skills on. And we we deserve to be paid for it. it that it's the frank nature of it. But if we are cheapening ourselves or cheapening our work and putting masonry in the title, then I have a problem with it. And I've gotten into some very heated discussions about this mm -hmm. um, with some people, and it's that's my mindset. You're never going to see me make a Masonic thong. Tidy <laughs> <laughs> whiteies, you know, you got a little more work in your but, uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's an extension of an apron. Well, and I thought it was a great question because it's, it's a controversial thing to talk about. People have seen what, I, what I've what i created. I create works of art and I create reproductions of them and I, I do sell them. Now, you'll be fooled to think that I've become a millionaire or I've enriched, <laughs> <laughs> become rich by selling this. I do generate an income by this, but I'm I'm dedicating a lot of time into creating these things. If you think about it this way, if you enjoy the things that we do, that Brother Ryan and I do, it takes time. It takes a lot of time to create the works of art that we that we make. So 
the less we are able to, to sell our work, the less time we have to invest on creating more work and sharing more of the things that we've created. So we don't, we don't create something with the intention of this is going to be a hit. I'm going to... You know, I'm gonna become a millionaire with this one. Yeah. The when we, you know, and I, I, I'm sure that you, you feel the same way. When I create something, is I feel there's a need for, for something, and I want to create it the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And I want to create something that I would put in my wall, that I would wear to lodge. That's that drives me. To have brothers appreciate that, and 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 reward it with their wallet. It speaks. It speaks volumes. You know, there's. It's a great satisfaction. For me, I. I think it might have been a little bit easier than for other, for other artists because I was making a full-time living out of being an artist, and I had to very early, in in my career, make a decision. How am I going to consolidate these two things? Do I create something to sell? Or do I create something that I'm inspired to create? And and here's one thing that has helped me a lot. When I'm creating, I keep away any thoughts of sales whatsoever. I'm Absolutely. creating something because I want it to be beautiful. I want it to move people. I want it to really make a difference. Once that thing is done, then I can change my hat and say, okay, now how do I put this in front of the people that can actually take it and make it their own? That's the perfect way of explaining the artist. You know, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say the artist. My my thought point exactly. You know, when I when I paint, you know, I I go into my studio and I think it's what what can I do here that's important, or what can I do that will bring meaning to someone. It's a very very special feeling the first time an artist sells a work, and. When I sold my first Masonic work, it's like I'm help. Yeah, yeah, I made a couple of bucks. You know, it's like you said, I'm not retiring tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not. Re- I plan on doing this until I make the ultimate retirement. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about. I'm putting a square and compass on this. This needs to be something that will mean something to a lot of people. Well, you can tell we were having fun in that conversation, but unfortunately I have to cut it just for the sake of time. If you want to continue listening to the unedited version of it, you can head over to youtube.com slash the winding stairs and you can see the unedited version uh, beginning to end. It's about an hour uh, or a little bit more than that, but it definitely is a lot of fun to watch. Otherwise, you can listen to the next episode that I will share the second part of the interview where we go ahead and discuss five areas of art that support the pillar of beauty in masonry so you don't want to miss that out if you want to see some of brother ryan flynn's work head over to ryanjflynn.com i have included a link to his website on our show description so head over to thewindingstairs.com forward slash zero two eight and you can uh, click on the links there Also, some of the music that you've heard on the recent episodes of The Winding Stairs have been presented courtesy of Infinite Third. They have an extensive collection of very good music. You want to head over to Infinite Third. Special thanks to Billy Mays III for his generosity in providing music for the show. 
Also, thank you for the brothers that have left a rating and review on iTunes, including brother Darren Monroe, Jeff Rose, username MasterMason543. All these fine gentlemen left a very generous review on iTunes. If you want to do the same, if you like what we do, one great way to show your support is to head over to thewindingstairs.com slash iTunes, where you can leave a review or a rating. Finally, congratulations to Brother Adam Tayer, who just had a baby girl. So if you have a chance, go to our Facebook page and leave him a nice comment over there. And Brother Joshua Huckabee joined the Winding Stairs Freemasonry Group on Facebook as a moderator. And he, he's doing a great job there. So thank you very much, brother. Now, as I say goodbye, I remind you that the pillars that support the Lodge are the pillars of wisdom, strength, and beauty. Make sure that the pillar of beauty is not neglected within your lodge. And if you have a particular talent that you can use to contribute to the betterment of the craft, by all means, do so. And until the next time, may your step be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs.